My name is Jillian. My name is Yolanda. And welcome to The Pemberley Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Pemberley Podcast. Any updates in your <laughs> life? Great segue into what we were talking about before recording. Why, thank you. I like to throw John Mulaney jokes in anytime <laughs> I can. So you have watched... Bridget Jones's Baby. I have seen it twice in the theaters with my mom, and I got it the DVD for Christmas. Aw, that's sweet. I so, in case you don't know, the movie is actually on Netflix right now. Ooh, what an interesting plug. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Bridget Jones's Baby is on Netflix, and I haven't, I hadn't watched it, and my mom actually hasn't seen the first two Bridget <gasps> Jones's movies. Criminal. So... <laughs> I we decided to watch the third one together and it was a lot of fun and even though she hasn't watched the first two I think it's a really great standalone movie for anyone who like has zero idea of what's happened in the first two so I highly recommend you watch it with your moms if you can because <laughs> it was a lot of fun it was a really I was pleasantly surprised by how much I really did love it that's good yeah because no, I remember I really Loved the movie when I first saw it. And yeah. you're right, it is a good standalone movie because technically it takes place like 10 years yeah. after the last movie. I mean, because the first one is a very, very loose Pride and Prejudice. It's basically right. this somewhat train wreck Bridget Jones in her 30s. <laughs> yes. And she chooses between this sort of roguish man, her boss, mm -hmm. and this stuck-up guy she's known since childhood, Mark Darcy. And, you know, obviously she goes with Darcy. And then the second movie was basically like will she won't will she? she won't she and of course she still goes with darcy and so basically when we pick up in the third movie bridget and darcy have been together for like 10 years and they never got married and so they broke up and mark married somebody else and now he's getting a divorce and bridget is in her 40s she's living her best life and two different men she kind of you know has relations with both of them very close together and the whole movie you're kind of like you don't know who's the father but sort of more than that you don't know who she's gonna end up with yeah th those are sort of two different storylines that we've got and and they're different and they're both important yeah and i love rom-coms mm -hmm. my mom like whenever i suggest watching one she's just like mm, no <laughs> so i'm like okay fine i'll watch this on my own by myself <laughs> But she really got into this one. Like, she, she was enjoying it. I, she may have slept at certain parts, but still, she was enjoying it. <laughs> Elizabeth always ends up with Darcy. Yeah. Like, always, always. <laughs> yeah, toward the end, I'm like, they can't. They can't go the other way. It's going to be Darcy. But I was still curious to see who's the father, and we'll, kill, we'll keep that a mystery. <sighs> well, and what, <laughs> what's great is actually it was a mystery to the actors, too. So basically, Patrick Dempsey is a very good rival to our yeah oh yeah i was I like mean, there was times where i was like go with him yeah. go with him <laughs> actually what's hilarious is i've seen behind the scenes interviews with the cast and oh. uh, colin firth has been like i'd leave him for me. <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know what she's what i'm doing in the running <laughs> apparently at the end you do find out who the father is and they filmed it both ways where like it was mark's child and where it was patrick dempsey's character's child yeah i forget his lasting jack. impression jack 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 quant jack so quant. quant so jack quant because he had that website though the dating website yes i know he was like a billionaire and she's like i'm still gonna go with mark I mean, mark is also very well off he lives in a good part of town 
Of course, we also care about love and, and not money. But, but, sure. <laughs> but like the one person she decides like after all this time to get with, she's like, and it happens to be this like incredibly famous billionaire. I know. So Who's good. really good looking. Yeah. So great for Bridget. <laughs> it's McDreamy. Like to know what her secret is that she's got all these like really handsome, successful men just like chasing her. <laughs> yeah, and I and I did love that it picks up kind of right where it left. Well, it like emotionally kind of feels like it just picks up right where it left off. Like these are the same characters that you've loved and you wanted to watch. It didn't feel like different in any way, even though it's like yeah, Patrick Dempsey was there instead of mm-hmm. Hugh Grant. Right? But yeah, it was great. And her, fr- I mean, Bridget has her same friends. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> also what I liked about this adaptation is or rather this continuation of the story is you know they were all in their early 30s in the first movie in 2003 i couldn't even watch the first movie then because i was a third grader (laughs) but basically all her friends were kind of loud obnoxious and they loved being loud and obnoxious together and now that they're older they're all married with kids even her one friend is adopting with his partner so they're like yeah they have families now and she's kind of the only one who doesn't have a partner and the only one without a family. Without and a child, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I also like her new friends. I like her news anchor friend. Yeah, her like young friend who's like in her 30s and she's like, let's go out, let's go party, let's go yeah. to this music festival. Which is where she meets Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. So no, it's, it's a good movie. It was a good mixture of like, this was the old and the original like story mm-hmm. and here's like some new stuff that's exciting for people who may be new to the to the movie i feel like bridget grew up yeah oh yeah and that's what i like about it is i we still love her yeah i was happy that like she's not she's still clumsy adorable bridget mm-hmm. but she's like a successful producer and she's like really killing it at I her know. job in the first step in the first you know, when she first got the job, she was like sliding down fireman's poles in a miniskirt. Yeah. <laughs> also, I remember when my mom and I, because there's a point where they both carry her to the hospital when she's in labor. Oh my, we were dying laughing. Like I was wiping tears from my eyes. It was so hilarious. So I feel like the moral is that we won't get our lives together until our 40s. That We have so much time. We have so much time. So many mistakes that oh we haven't made yet. Goodness. <laughs> I, that's so... So relieving. Okay, we're good. We're good. Thank God. (laughs) Before we jump into the episodes, we want to give a special shout out to Carly, who pledged to our Patreon account. Woo! We love you, Carly. So thank you, Carly. Thanks for believing in us. (laughs) I know. We believe in you. She sent us also a really nice message about how she just discovered the Lizzie Bennet Diary. She can't believe it because she's known about Nerdfighteria forever. So it just goes to show that fans are out there that haven't even discovered the web series yet exactly or our show <laughs> yeah that too so if you too would like to join carly Ooh. be one of our patrons that'd be you, super awesome yeah you can go to patreon.com slash the pemberley and we'll be posting a bunch of cool extra stuff on there let's jump into the episodes we are we have reached the latter half of the lizzie bennett diaries episode 51 together again written by margaret dunlap Lizzie has moved temporarily and is visiting Charlotte at her job at Collins and Collins. And finally, the friends are back together again. This is a very chicken noodle soup for the soul kind of episode because they've been separated for so long and they left on such bad terms. And this is basically the point in the novel where she goes up to visit Charlotte and they're like, enough fighting. I like can't live without you. Yeah, it's really sweet because we kind of got a glimpse of that at the end of the last episode with the phone call. Like, oh, I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, like things are great. And like now you kind of see them. It's like they've already reconciled. They're together and they're just catching up. 
on camera. <laughs> I know. Well, the thing is, sort of with Lizzie, everything's kind of not great because Jane yeah. just left and she kind of got like dumped by George and mm-hmm. she just feels weird. And because Bing and the sort of they became her circle of friends yeah. and they left. So, so she she needed a change in her life, yeah. which she is very reluctant to do. So it's good <laughs> that Charlotte kind of pulled her out of that funk and got her somewhere new for at least a little while. Sometimes just visiting a friend or just going someplace else for a few days can clear your mind definitely and i love the line at the beginning of lizzie saying look it's a new room and it's not even a bedroom because you know (gasps) oh that was a fun moment i i I (laughs) took note of that because not only is it like new but because the only other room we've seen is netherfield but as we've learned from Margaret Dunlap, that was also Jenny Powell's bedroom. Yeah. So, so literally, they've been filming in one bedroom for 50 episodes, and we have finally left Jenny Powell's bedroom. How relieved do you think she was? Yeah, <laughs> to not be living on a hot set. Exactly. <laughs> Probably pretty relieved. And this is an office, so yeah. it's, it's legit. It's the real deal. Yeah, we are at... Collins and Collins headquarters where they're doing so many things. Oh yeah. I'm I'm not they're I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what they're, they're doing. Production on platforms. Game of Gourds is like the uh is the game that they're doing, the right? Show. The show. The show they're doing. It, but it sounds like a game. It's it called game. game of Gourds. Yeah. I think they were trying to do Game of Thrones with winter vegetables <laughs> yeah exactly that's what i imagine is it is it like veggie tales meets game of thrones well, those are inherently different content <laughs> exactly oh no if that hasn't been created this is their shot there's still I a think, shot there's still a chance i think we should not release this idea <laughs> because it'll make us millions yolanda all right hank we got a pitch for you <laughs> veggie tales meets Game of Thrones. And you already own the title. (laughs) Yes, Game of Gourds. Even though we kind of catch up on what the other sisters are up to, there's not really much of an update. Mm -hmm. Jane's only been in LA for a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can only assume work's going fine. But she hasn't seen Bing yet. But she's had enough time to send Lizzie a care package because that's how great of a sister Jane is. I kind of wanted to know what was in that care package. Yeah, it seemed a little light. You never know what could have been in there. So she's in LA. What if you were sending your imaginary sister a care package from los angeles what do you think you'd include uh probably like a magnet i'd go to hollywood and highland get a you'd magnet brave that area yeah you'd that's spend an exactly hour, exactly spend an hour looking for parking you'd no clutch you, your bag next to you you, as you you just park in hollywood and highland you park in there you walk across get a magnet get back as quickly as possible so you don't pay 20 dollars in parking and you're good that's brilliant I've done it before. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I've got this down. I've only ever spent time there, so I don't know where to park for free. Got it. That's oh, it's it's not free. You still have to pay. (laughs) (laughs) Silly silly me. (laughs) What would I send? You can't send in an out burger. No. Plus, she's still in California. That's true. If you had to send a care package to someone not from LA, from stuff from LA. Wow. I mean, like. 
This is a shameless plug. I'd probably want to send something from the ripped bodice. No. Yeah, that's good. Too bad that wasn't a store when they filmed this. I know. I'd probably go to, to Griffith and get something from there. Oh, I love Griffith Observatory. Yeah. Free parking. That, that's true, if yep. you can find it. Yeah. I've got a friend who has a rocket ship mug Ooh. from there that she loves more than life itself. That's awesome. <laughs> get one of those fake Oscars that have like, best oh, yeah. daughter, best Classic. friend. Classic. Literally, you can get anything from City Walk. Yeah, it's very that's true. L.A. So there's a lot of possibilities, but I think Jane may have been Some a little quinoa. more inventive. She probably Jane probably included like quinoa or she probably knitted a sweater in like a day and a half. Exactly, and, sent it, and was like, like "This summer. is inspired by the sunset that I saw last night in L.A." And like, I cried. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's based on an Instagram filter. <laughs> For anyone, this is a shameless plug. It has nothing to do with the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, but my favorite Instagram account is called Overheard LA. Oh, and you've I know shown I'm, this I to know me. I'm totally to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like telling it to the. I'm very evangelical about this yeah. account. It basically people overhear the ridiculousness of what others in Los Angeles are saying, and mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with dieting and dating and social media mm. and. They just post the quotes and it's <laughs> hilarious. For example, there's this one where it says, 10-year-old girl walking up to painting. It looks like a Snapchat. Mom, it's Pablo Picasso. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> or this one. LA isn't meant to be lived in. It's a giant amusement park. You just stay as long as you can before you have to go home. <laughs> It's a tough city. Not everyone can survive it. I know. I love this one. In LA, we wait for everything. Wait on the freeway, wait for men, waiting for our careers to happen. (laughs) You're not supposed to wait for it. No. Wait for it. I don't think we can legally sing that song it's on fine. here. But it's a Hamilton song. If Lin-Manuel Miranda's listening, that's the best part of this. <laughs> yeah, wait for it. But that's not what Jane is doing. Jane is not waiting for her man and she is yeah. not waiting for her career. I'm sure she's waiting on the freeway because that's an inevitable part of living here. Yep. But I do love, there's something that Ricky Collins says that, I, says that I really love after he barges in. He says, your internet connected brethren. I will forever want to refer to fans as internet-connected brethren. He's always got these phrases that like, where did you come up with this? But it always seems like on the spot, too. (laughs) Just the way he talks. I think he's supposed to sound kind of old-fashioned. But his his own version of old-fashioned, you know? Because internet is a new word. Brethren is sort of a very old word. Mm -hmm. They're kind of oxymoronic. Yeah. But... He puts them together, you know? He, he combines the sort of old-timey mannerisms with this new technology. I do like that he seamlessly kind of breaks into the conversation, though, because he was right outside the door yeah. the entire time. Right outside. He's like, this is my company. I'm going to listen to whatever I want to listen to, and I will jump in when I want to. We're all a team here at Collins & Collins. Indeed we are! <laughs> of course. I like seeing Ricky and Charlotte together since they've been working together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's good with him. Like, he even says something at one point and she writes it down and she's like, got it, it's gonna be on the agenda, the next agenda. Yeah. And like, he's like, thank you for thinking of that. Yeah, you kind of see now, like, they are working really well together. And this is a partnership that's working out, even though, like, maybe it's not, like, the most influential work that Charlotte could ever do. 
it's still like she's she's doing well there. She's gonna be successful, and I think Lizzie now seeing her, seeing Charlotte in her element, seeing her in the workplace, she sees that now. Mm-hmm. Even though she kind of does like throw some jabs at Game of Gourds, she's like, well, you know, it's not the most quality of things, but hey, you're here, so you're gonna make it quality. Well, I think Lizzie's trying. It's oh, yeah, she's to trying to understand. She's uh, she's like, I shouldn't be putting your stuff down, but I'm here to learn. I mean, technically right now, Charlotte's kind of superior to Lizzie. Lizzie's oh, still yeah. a student, and Charlotte is like running a company with another person, but she's still kind of the boss. Yeah, I mean, the, the reason, I think we, we've talked about this before, the reason like they're both, they were both going to grad school was to get this job, and that's why Charlotte chose the job. Because, it paid off. Yeah, like, this is what she was wanting to do anyway, so why not take it now? Maybe that was a thing that Lizzie just didn't see at the time, and so now she's like, oh, this, I guess this could have been good, but Charlotte was smarter, and yeah. <laughs> she, she snatched that opportunity before Lizzie could. Mostly, I think it's good to see Lizzie seeing her friend happy. Just, yeah. like, yeah. Purely happy. Like, she's happy where she is. She's not pretend. She's not sticking it out. She's not putting on a brave face. She's enjoying herself. There's a better understanding between the two of them because even Lizzie brings up, like, if you want to help with the videos, you can, but I don't want you working for me. Like, I don't want you to feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, they, even though they had that huge fight and weren't talking to each other for a while, I think now their their friendship is even stronger than before. I agree. Let's go on to episode 52 then, Better Living, written by Margaret Dunlap. Lizzie continues to be at Collins and Collins, and she's still catching up with Charlotte all about what's been going on with her life. And we kind of figure out that Charlotte's caught up to Lizzie's videos and knows what's been happening, especially mm-hmm. with the Wickham drama. Ooh. Yeah, I love it when Lizzie's like, I have classes and sisters and a life. Well, I have a video blog. I mean, yeah, the first thing that Lizzie talks about is like, she's like, oh, it's actually great to get out of the house and be away from my family. When at Netherfield, as we saw episode after episode, she could not wait to get back home. She hated being away from her from her bedroom and from her family. For being so independent, she's kind of a homebody. Yeah, and I mean, partially, of course, that's due to Darcy being in the same house, so she was desperate to get out of there. Now, I think just being with her friend, she's like, this is great. I I have zero sisters, (laughs) and I'm happy. But this episode gave me a great idea for a potential reality TV show on Bravo called Charm and Abs. Can't believe how stupid he made me look. Charm and abs tend to do that. She uses these adjectives to describe George Wickham. But I think it would be a great show. Charm and abs. I don't know what it's about Exactly. I was about to ask you that. Probably a dating show. In fact, it's probably like the alternative name for The Bachelorette. Or The Bachelor. Or whatever. (laughs) That would be like a parody version of The Bachelor. Just charm and abs. Is it really that much of a parody? I know, it's not. (laughs) It's really not. There's a lot of shirtlessness. There's a lot of trying to be charming. If like it was ever like licensed out to another country and like, this doesn't, this word doesn't translate. What do we call it? Charm and abs. (laughs) Quick, what are the first two things that come to mind? Charm and abs. Probably also alcohol, but... <laughs> that too. Not here. I think that we also need to pay attention to this very important moment where Lydia has assured Lizzie that George has a new girlfriend. Doesn't specify who. Dun. Dun. Dun! 
Foreshadowing. Who could it be? Put a pin in it, people. You heard it here first. Lydia, <laughs> uh, George Buckham has a new girlfriend. Either way, whether it's Lydia or it's not Lydia, she's very involved with George's life. Or she knows well, yeah, everything I think that's, that's happening. Whole, like, yeah. It is her. It is her because yeah, it is her. they've started, I think they start talking, they start hanging out, and yeah. they start seriously dating and whatnot. I think that's probably Lydia's way to like get Lizzie to stop asking maybe or not bring it up in the videos anymore. Just like, oh yeah, yeah, he just, he has a girlfriend now. Okay, move Moved on. on. Move There's on. There's like some closure there. Yeah. So it's kind of ending that story for Lizzie. Mm-hmm. But it, unbeknownst to her, the story continues <gasps> dun, dun, dun. with the younger Bennett. No, stay away from him. But something else very important happens in this episode, which basically changes up Lizzie's schooling. Yeah. So originally, as one does, you basically pick your classes for the next semester at the end of whatever current semester you're in. So she's got her final semester all planned out, which mm-hmm. classes she's going to go to. And in talking to Charlotte, she has the brilliant idea, maybe I should make this independent study. And instead of going to class by myself without my best friend, because it's hard to go to school without your best friend, she instead is going to set up all these independent study where she shadows companies for a month mm-hmm. and writes up reports and meets real people. I mean, if you think about it, that's like a lot more helpful than yeah. studying it because she's actually shadowing and she's meeting these people she's, and she's yeah. out with them. She's actually like in in the companies in the field that she wants to be working in and directly learning from the people that she could be her coworkers one day. Yeah, it's a great step for her, but... She kind of does have that debate of whether or not she's going to go forward with it. And she sort of cares what her mom thinks a lot. Yeah. Like she has this sort of, uh, we have another costume theater moment where she imagines mm-hmm. how her mom would react to her <laughs> basically not coming home for the semester. Coming home yet? Actually, mom, I was going to stay up here with Charlotte. Has Mr. Collins left his fiance? Um, no. Are you engaged? No. Is Jane engaged? Not that I know of. Then why are you calling me? Why are you calling? Why are you breathing? (laughs) Um, Kind of like the Jane moving to LA move. It came together very quickly. Very quickly. Within a minute. (laughs) Tops. With some faxes, which I I didn't know that she was communicating with 1985. But, uh... Oh, that's right. They threw in facts in I there. Know. I know. I mean, I I'm sure... Anything. I'm sure Mr. Collins would have a fax in his office, but uh, who faxes anymore? Literally no one. But, um... So, Lizzie, we don't know the names of the company she's shadowing, but we know that she's not going to be home for a while. Mm-hmm. She is instead... I mean, I'm guessing she's in Northern California, that... In the book, when she visits Charlotte, it's also she's visiting Rosings, which is Lady Catherine de Bourgh's ah. fabulous estate. And so perhaps this is Rosings, California. Could There's be. no such thing. I think. Let me check. This sounds like a great city. I know. I thought it was real when you had it here in the dock. So. Nope. No, no, no. There's no... I'm looking it up now. There's no Rosings, California. But there is a street called Rosings in Mission Viejo, California. Uh, well, not, that's relevant to us. So. so, dear listeners, we will make the trek down to Mission Viejo. Yes, the closest thing to Rosings that yeah. we can get here in SoCal. No, but so she's really changing up her... Like, a week before classes, too. Is that allowed? Can you just throw up your class schedule the week before school um, starts and shadow these people? 
I mean, as long as she has an advisor who, like, is understanding, it's like, yeah, you can do this. Dr. Gardner. I've actually been encouraging you to do this this entire time, Lizzie, but sure, <laughs> it's your idea. Sure, it was your idea a week before it happened. Yeah. <laughs> and Dr. Rosings is her professor slash advisor uh, okay. in the novel. Yeah. Mr. Gard- Mr. and Mrs. Gardner are her aunt and uncle. Yeah, yeah. So there were some comments about that. So Lizzie's growing up. She's making her own decisions. With her mother's permission. Oh, yep. But, you know, she's she made a decision, and it's kind of after the fact that she realizes, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> Can I actually do this? She's doing the Xanax. Which, you know, we've all done that. Yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> you make a just drastic decision, and you're like, wait, can I actually do this? And it's putting her to the test. I think this is going to be good for Lizzie, because, yeah. I mean, how... I feel like we've spent 20% of this podcast talking about, she hates change. She just wants everything to stay the same. She She's does. afraid of success. She's afraid of everything. And I feel like this is a good move for her, because even... If she doesn't learn anything, I mean, obviously she will. Yeah. She's taking a step out of her comfort zone. She's literally creating her own semester. Like, yeah. I mean, it's great that she has this kind of power that she can just take over like that and decide who she's going to shadow, mm-hmm. decide what she's going to write, and she's going to learn along the way. Go, Lizzie. You can do it. Go, Lizzie. Go, go, go. Jumping to the comment section where we read original YouTube comments from when the episodes first aired. For episode 51, Linny Kovalt says, Hello. I am one of your internet-connected brethren. See, it's catching on already. We should put it on a t-shirt. The Pemberley Podcast. Internet-connected brethren. It's a great phrase. DPOA says, Who else felt really emotional when they hugged? Maybe it's just me, since I haven't talked to a best friend of mine I've known for 12 years in forever. Everyone right now, pause. Call your best friend. (laughs) Call your best friend if you're with them. Uh, Sore Angel says... I'm betting Darcy's first appearance will be when Lizzie stays home sick instead of going to dinner at Mrs. Catherine DeBerg's house. Mm. She'll be in the middle of a video blog talking about being sick, and then boom, Darcy pops in. If this is true, I expect full credit for the idea. (laughs) Kidding. But still, those who read the book know this is a perfect time. We're inching closer to that point where people know, like, where we are, where we're at in the story, and they're like, Darcy's got to come soon like he's he's about to be here yolanda yeah we need to start counting down okay (laughs) literally i i deliberately am choosing a i mean because it's not like it's hard to come by there are many darcy related comments every single episode yeah this is episodes 51 and 52 we are eight episodes away that's crazy. And I think around this time, they did start announcing, like, he's coming. Yeah. It's going to be Darcy Day. Yeah. Like, just the energy that was coming from the fan forums uh, and yeah. YouTube I'm, and everything. I'm curious and excited to read those comments because it, it really was such, like, a long time building up to that. And there was so much, so much expectation mm-hmm. of the actor, of Darcy, of, like, everything about him. Mm-hmm. And it was, like... Here we go. This is it. I even remember the episode right before Darcy, because you know how they oh, that's they, right. they have the next and previous episode things. You could see him from like the collarbone down. You could see like his yes. frame and his suspenders and his tie and everything, but you the, couldn't the red, see his face. The red plaid yep. shirt. And like, I'm wearing a red plaid yeah, shirt. You are. Yeah. <laughs> I did that on purpose. But yeah, there was that moment where Lizzie says, Darcy. She looks at the camera like, what? And then it cuts there and you're like, what is happening? Which I I do believe that Hank had said in an interview that 
at one point they weren't sure or they thought that he wouldn't sit down. So he would have done the entire episode just standing up where you can't see his face. I would have been so yeah, I, angry. <laughs> I don't think the fandom would have survived if no, they had done that. No. There is so, like no release seeing his face. There the would release. have been death threats. <laughs> I, I, I think there would have been, yeah, death threats and uh, threats in general. Just strongly worded tweets. <laughs> uh, some emails. Some angry posts, yeah. some, you, you know how passionate fans can react to yeah. their shows. But that didn't happen, so that's, that's the <laughs> yeah, whole thing. Exactly. That's a whole parallel universe we don't have to explore. Hugs from Holly says, I literally just realized that Lydia's intro, and the one that Charlotte and Lizzie sing in the beginning, is just a sped up version of Lizzie's. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> yes, the dun 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 that's Lydia's, and then they just did the same thing. Yes. <laughs> Fun it's times. Very adorable. From episode 52, Monica Preston says, I've never followed a vlog before this one, nor do I ever comment on videos, but I have to make an exception. Smiley face. This is such an ingenious idea. I have read The Pride and Prejudice. I have read The Pride and Prejudice, <laughs> so I am waiting in anticipation for every episode, and it gives book haters Reason to take up a passion for Jane Austen. I hope that in the future, far after these vlogs, there are more old classics you will consider smiley. Well, thankfully for this commenter, they did do Emma and other literary adaptations. Yes, there were a few that followed. So that happened. Kristen Eckert says, I read in the comments a long time ago about the idea of Darcy hijacking the vlog and recording a video version of the letter he writes Lizzie. I really hope that happens because holy crap, that would be awesome. That would have been cool. It, it, he'd be pulling a Lydia or a Charlotte and hijacking her video diaries. He doesn't hijack the Lydia, the video diaries until episode 99. Which, like, is with forced. Lizzie's permission. I yeah, know. he's she's forced like, to do it. She's, like, forcing him in front of the camera with his beautiful <laughs> face. Anyway, so just to emphasize before we wrap up, we are finishing episode 52. We are adepts to D-Day, a.k.a. Darcy Day. Or Dizzy Day. Dizzy, Dizzy Day. Day, yes. That wraps it up for this episode. Check out our social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Pemberley. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Pemberley. And if you'd like to talk to us directly or have any questions, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. And to support the podcast, donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash The Pemberley. Or leave us a review on iTunes. That helps other people to find this podcast. You can find links to all of these pages on our WordPress page, thepemberleypodcast.wordpress.com, where we also include links to anything we mentioned on the show. Thanks again for listening. Bye! Bye.